you look at what's happening at the moment with the epidemic of COVID, there'll be some companies that are doing well and some companies will be doing very poorly. If you're a stock picker and you get that wrong, you could lose a lot of money. If you put it into a fund, which is properly managed by people who know a lot more than you and I and and our listeners, you'd expect that that will do better. Welcome to the NZ Guide, a financial freedom podcast is run by the co-founders of a free online learning platform called moneyskills.co.nz and it has the sole mission of providing every New Zealander the opportunity to live a more fulfilling life. So let's kick into it. For anyone that's listening to this immediately, there's a bit of a rumble, it's not Greg being mad at me, it's just some machine out there. Do you know what machine it is? Uh, it'll be a grader or a digger. Where we are in the heart of the city of Auckland, there's construction going on never-ending. And to uh, maybe improve, but certainly change the infrastructure. So they're building a shared space outside of their office. You could be a politician with that answer. <laughs> maybe improve. All right, well, just to be energy efficient, let's kick into it. Um, so this is the quick-fire question of the day. Here's the thing. How on earth do you know the difference between investing and gambling? For the life of me, I cannot tell the difference. Bank deposits return almost nothing, so they're not much much of an investment. You may as well hide your money in the rose garden. No taxes, no fees. Take a risk for a better return and you're a gambler, surely. There's plenty of choice. Take a punt on art, classic cars, Bitcoin, number plates, rental property, alpacas. Yeah, alpaca, phone cards, gold or shares. The bigger fool theory relies on finding a bigger fool to pay you more than you did in the first place. Somebody is bound to lose money at some point, surely. So, Mary, but Greg, <laughs> what is the difference between investing and gambling? Thanks, Ryan. Look, it's, it's relatively simple. You know, when you're gambling, you're effectively speculating, aren't you? You're, you're taking... Uh, enormous risks. It's like the throw of a dice. You go to the racetrack, you put $100 on the nose for number five, and if you win, you make a lot of money. If your horse comes in fourth, you lose all your money. Uh, that's speculating. Uh, that is gambling. Investing is quite different. Investing is to achieve an outcome, a return. Um, what you're looking to do is to get see your money grow over time. Now, it will grow for the purpose of uh, depending on where it goes. If you're leaving money in the bank and you compound the interest, even though it's low, the money will grow, but not necessarily protect the purchasing power of your money. We know that. If we put money into a property investment, um, and there's different ways you could do that. You could do that through a, a property share fund. And you could save, you know, five hundred a month or a thousand a month into a fund like that. Uh, there's no gearing, there's no leverage, but you'd expect a better return than you would if you left the money in the bank. Similarly, you could do the same with a share fund. You could put money each month into a share fund. Again, no borrowing, and you'd expect the return over time to be better than the alternative of the bank because what would happen is that the company would earn profits, it would pay some dividends, but the rest of the profits would be reinvested in the company to grow. That's the theory and the practice of how the different markets work. Business or shares, property and 
cash or income, the bank. So that's not speculating, that's investing. So you're investing to grow your your base. Uh, the amount of growth will depend on where you put the money. The more you put into the property market or the share market, the more volatility that you'll experience because there are ups and downs in those markets um, for lots of reasons. Uh, if you think in the property market, if the economy is not doing well, it's possible that um, properties will become untenanted or that rents will reduce or, or or not increase, so that reduces the return. Similarly, in the in the share market, businesses hopefully would make profits, but they don't always make profits. If you look at what's happening at the moment with the epidemic of um, of COVID at the moment, there'll be some companies that are doing well and some companies will be doing very poorly. If you're a stock picker and you get that wrong, you could lose a lot of money. If you put it into a fund, which is properly managed by people who know a lot more than you and I and, and our listeners, um, you'd expect that that will do better. But there'll still be ups and downs because there's lots of noise in the market and uh, you know that means that you know the wrong noise spooks the market and so there's more sellers than buyers. And that's why you get that volatility. However, if you're saving every month into the market, um, when that happens, you're actually able to buy lower-priced assets. You're buying a bargain. And we as human beings are not really geared to do that. We like to buy at the top, not the bottom. But you imagine if you every week spent $100 on your favourite tin of salmon, that some weeks you'd get a hundred tins if it's a price at a dollar. Some weeks you'd get fifty tins if the price went to two dollars. But what happens when the price drops to fifty cents? You get two hundred tins. So if you think about saving in that respect, we call that dollar cost averaging, that if you're saving a set amount every month, be it a hundred, two hundred, five hundred or a thousand dollars and you've determined what your risk tolerance is, what your time horizon is, so whether you're going to be more predominantly shares or more predominantly uh, income investments. And for younger people, it's going to be shares and property. That you might be in a portfolio that's 80% growth, 20% income. It can be 100% growth. You're going to experience more volatility, but if you are saving on a constant basis you're going to do very well in the medium to longer term. So that's investing. Gambling is the racetrack or putting money onto something that, I love that word term, the, the fall and the bigger fall. You're a fool to buy it, but you're dependent on a bigger fall to buy it off you. I, I don't think art is that way. Uh, art should be something that you appreciate, but... Um, you know, the cryptocurrencies type things, well, you know, I'm not so sure about that because there's so much volatility there and there's a lot of uncertainty. Yeah, just imagine if you're the one that can't find your uh, code for your mm. cryptocurrency. Yeah, now it's worthless. You know, so there's a lot of risk in that sort of thing. Alpacas, you mentioned, I remember that, they were very, you know, uh, popular in the 80s 
in these limited partnerships. But that's a business. It's not a it's not a, a passive or, for that matter, even active investment. It's a business. Um, the classic would be number plates. That people buying number plates. I remember people paying tens of thousands of dollars for a number. Uh, and I thought, well, how can that be worth anything? It's just a piece of tin. But, oh, you own the intellectual rights to that letter R or that number four or whatever. And I'm going, yeah, that'll keep me warm in the middle of the night. Um, If something doesn't have an income, I would actually say it probably doesn't have a value because the traditional accounting view of value, uh, determining value, is a capitalisation of the income stream. So what does a number plate give you? Nothing, it's a piece of tin. The government could you know, say, oh, we're not having number plates anymore or we're going to change it, it's worthless. It then becomes an oddity that you go to Cordy's to auction off and it might go for $100 or a dollar, mm. but probably not tens of thousands of dollars. So they're gambling, they're not investments. That's speculation. But you remember you make money by not losing it. So if you want to take that approach, you would always invest. Fair. There you go. Heard it here first. The difference between speculating and investing, gambling, the racetracks. Um, and yeah, that low hum once again didn't disappear. So always good timing. Um, but yeah, if they, they thought that was useful, we got the old, um, well, maybe you should try and picture it. A review just so more people can hear about us. Why, why should they give us a review, Greg? What do you think? Oh, I think it's good to get a review so we can get some feedback, free feed, free, fair free feedback on what they think is useful and what they think is perhaps less useful. <laughs> I mean, we're basically in the business of trying to help people to help themselves. So our advice is tempered along the lines of what, are the outcomes the people that we're talking to are looking for and how can we help them along the road? Because life's a journey and there's lots of opportunities, lots of side roads, there's lots of pubs to stop at and have a bit of respite, but it is nevertheless a journey. So you know, when it comes to the money side, it's important to earn money to be able to fund your chosen lifestyle, to live within your means. It's nice to be in a situation where you can take a break from time to time. That might be a holiday or it might be a, a change in direction because we as human beings evolve and we might start off being uh, one thing, but over time we want to do other things. I tell people that they should never retire, that they should retreat, go from paid employment to perhaps unemployed employment, doing the things that you've always wanted to do or, um, you know, taking a lower salary because your needs are less but you get more satisfaction of what you're doing. I could see myself being a gardener. Yeah. I probably couldn't earn as much as a gardener as I can as a financial planner but there's more to life than money. Sure. It's about getting the balance right and uh, so if we can help people from the point of view of understanding how money works, uh, the role of money, um, helping them un- understand what's important about money to them, you know, that's something worthwhile doing because they'll have a good outcome and we'll have the satisfaction of knowing we've helped people 
to help themselves. Oh, look at that. You could sell anything. You sell avocados pretty well too. Um, all right. Well, on that want no- some? <laughs> Six for five dollars. Six for five. That's bargain. Spray free. Spray free organic? Yeah, well, almost. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, thanks for that. And until um, next time, team.